We're turning our attention to the MCG for day two of the Boxing Day test. Australia will resume at three for 187. Only 66 overs completed yesterday because of the storms that impacted play about halfway through the second session. Simon Kadich is part of the SEN cricket commentary team and he joined us now live from the MCG. Simon, when we crossed to Jared this time yesterday, he painted a very rosy picture about the weather conditions that he was witnessing at the G. What can you describe for us this morning? Good morning, guys. Well, it's cloudy at the moment. There's a few little bits of blue peeping through the clouds. But, uh, yeah, look, hopefully the forecast of some showers, um, you know, subsides and, and we don't get as much, you know, rain as we did yesterday and, and play was affected, obviously. And, and even with the slow over rate, that was something that uh, makes it even more frustrating when you play the extra time and... Uh, you know, that Pakistan obviously uh, have been, they were poor in Perth with their over eight. And then again, yes, I think they've ended up being minus one for the day. Kato, great to be catching up with you once again. Uh, in terms of that over eight, it is incredibly frustrating. Um, I've put forward a suggestion that uh, for every over that you're done uh, behind schedule at the end of the day, it costs you five runs. So I reckon the team might uh, speed up then because clearly the fines and the points off the the world ranking system don't work. Um, what? How do you reckon they need to address it? Yeah, everything they've tried so far hasn't really worked. I mean, it, it's ridiculous to think that in test cricket you can't get through 90 overs in a day when I know in first-class cricket, you know, teams are able to comfortably get through 96 yep. uh, and sometimes even more depending on, um, you know, catching up for, for days that we've lost play the days before. But, you know, in terms of, uh, I guess... The challenge for Pakistan at the moment is they're not playing a specialist spinner. Salman bowled, you know, a few overs yesterday, but he uh, he's not their sort of recognised spinner compared to uh, whether it's Sajid Khan or yeah. Norman Ali who had the appendicitis. So that's the challenge for them at the moment. And, and Shah Massoud's still quite a, a relatively inexperienced captain. So that makes it tricky when, you know, in terms of trying to speed things up and, and making sure that you're, you know, moving through the overs, they're just not doing that at the moment. Uh, in terms of yesterday's action, who's on top? I think Australia are. I think there was enough in that track yesterday uh, to suggest that you know any sort of score over probably 300, 350 will be challenging for Pakistan. And I think the Australian attack, we saw it in Perth. As soon as there's any sort of lateral assistance off the wicket or any movement through the air, and there was a decent amount of movement through the air yesterday, uh, our attack with that extra air speed, you know, I think will, will pose a lot of challenges for this Pakistan batting lineup. It's not as quick a wicket as the Perth Stadium, but I thought it was a you know very good test track yesterday. Guys that uh, got in probably never felt settled on it. Obviously, you know, there was a lot of starts yesterday, but I think the fact that everyone sort of got 30 or 40 indicates that there's enough there if you get it in the right areas, which here at the MCG, the right area is any ball that's attacking the stumps. And yesterday, Pakistan got it to move both ways, particularly both left armers and Hassan Ali. But I don't think they bowled enough balls that were hitting the stumps. And as a result, there was a lot of playing and missing. But both Labashain and Smith, particularly in the, the extended session at the end of the day, um, you know, that was probably the, the area where Pakistan could have really made some inroads with them scratching around at times and, and not really wanting to commit on the front foot. And they didn't really attack the stumps enough. Simon Cattage joining us live from the MCG. Were you pleased, though, to see a response from the Pakistani bowling team? Because before lunch, it seemed very wayward. And at least they 
they got into a bit more of a rhythm post lunch in the in the two sessions that were divided by the pause for the wet weather. Yeah, I, I think you, you certainly can't fault their effort. They, they were having a crack. There's no doubt about that. And I think you know, obviously, early on, you drop a, a simple catch like the one that Shafiq dropped off Shaheen Sharafridi. That sets you back because obviously then. You know they're a bit deflated, uh, particularly Shaheen, who hasn't hasn't been at his best this whole series. He's down on pace. I don't know whether he's got a niggle, but he's certainly not anywhere near the speed that he's shown in the past. That's made him world class. And even his lines yesterday, when he really tried to exert, there was a lot of balls that were wide down leg side, or he just didn't quite have that same sort of radar that he's he's renowned for. But yeah, in terms of their effort, you can't fault that. And I thought they did fight, fight back really well for periods of play there, you know, just before lunch was a great wicket to get Warner and then just to try and squeeze the over in, that was great intent. And then straight after break, getting Kawaja, Hassan Ali was, he showed his energy and experience at times. So yeah, you can't fault their effort. I think the big problem for them at the moment is they've got a, a relatively inexperienced attack. Obviously the two debutants in Perth and now, um, you know, Jamal's only playing second test here, but you know, Shaheen Afridi's down on where he needs to be at and they don't have a lot of pace in their attack. So Australia were able to sort of settle even though the ball was doing a bit. What do you make of Steve Smith's current form? There's already been a, a little bit said after he was dismissed for 26 yesterday. Where are you currently seeing him in the scheme of things? Yeah, look, I think the hard thing about judging Steve Smith is you're judging him against a standard that not many people have ever achieved in test cricket. There's only been a few that have averaged around that 60 mark. So, you know, we've got lofty expectations of what he's done for so long. And then when he doesn't reach those, it's like he's failing. But, you know, he's, he's aver still averaging, I think, over 40 for the, the year, which by most batsman standards at test levels, pretty good. But uh, or it's, it's certainly acceptable, that's for sure. But yeah, in his situation, look, there's no doubt yesterday he wasn't at his best, particularly with his footwork. And obviously he's got a different technique to most, but I think you've got to weigh it up with the context of yesterday as well. The ball was swinging both ways. Both he and Labuschagne didn't look like they really wanted to commit on the front foot too much. And as a result, that just means you're not really going to be able to put pressure on the opposition bowlers when they're pitching up, which... More often than not, they were. It's just they weren't probably pitching up maybe a foot fuller to really get them to drive hard through mid-off and mid-on. And as a result, they, they both tended to play, you know, a little bit conservatively through that period. And, and defensively, which you can totally understand why it happens. You know, we've all been there where you get into a defensive mindset because you know there's a bit on offer from the track and through the air and you don't want to overcommit with your footwork. And as a result, you play a bit tentatively. And that's that's probably exactly what happened yesterday, I reckon. Yeah, great analysis, Cato. Um, bit of big bash uh, later on in the evening. What's your take on the Moses Enriquez catch or no catch? Um, your thoughts? I, I can't back you up on this. Uh, sorry, Bryce. I know you said before that I'd be across it, but it was the one game I didn't see. It was a long day yesterday and I didn't get to see well, You deserve some I, time off, yeah. <laughs> I... I, I, I feel that it's probably similar to maybe, is it similar to the Stark catch at Lords? Yeah, it is. Yeah. 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 It's an interesting debate that because I know a lot was made of that at the time. And I, at the time, I mean, you look at Starkey's catch, which I've seen, but I haven't seen Moses and you feel like that catch he's controlled it. But in the letter of the law, as soon as the ball touches the ground, you know, the umpires have to give it not out. And I know there's probably going to be a lot of people saying, look, 
the, the rules have to be rewritten. I guess the only way I can liken it is when you see guys take the, the catch in slips, take it, and then within probably a second or two, they've thrown the ball on the ground. And you go, is that any different to Stark's catch because they've controlled it, and then about a second or two later, the momentum takes them to the ground and the ball touches the ground. Is that any different to a slips catch? I mean, that's that's probably the talking point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, what can you expect uh, to happen this morning? I've just actually seen Moses' catch. I've been showing oh. it. So <laughs> the, the interesting thing about his is that I guess because he's going back over his head and he's still yet to hit the ground, it's almost like as he's landing, the ball's hitting at the same time. So in that motion, is that helping him keep the ball in his mitt because he's obviously got it facing down and that's I can I can understand why people probably say no it shouldn't be a catch. Yeah. It's butter side down as I called it. It didn't yeah. land butter side up. It was yeah. uh definitely down. Yeah, it's a it's a bit of a controversy that. Uh back to the test match where you are right now, right under your nose. Um what can we expect uh this morning? Uh do Australia push on or do Pakistan fight back with the ball? Because there'll still be plenty on offer and it's still a bit sticky and humid. Yeah, it is. It'll be interesting because normally day two should quicken up a bit here. I mean, it wasn't the quickest track yesterday, but I think it still sounded hard when Steve Smith was tapping down the wicket. It sounded hard, and the, um, Matt Page had mentioned that they're happy with, you know, it's only six mil of grass, but it's got good pace and bounce. And it's certainly it's hard because we've watched in Perth, and that was a completely different wicket and, and quicker wicket there. But I think today should quicken up, which means if Pakistan can get that second new ball on a fuller length at the stumps. There's an, there was enough on offer yesterday with movement through the air and then off the seam at times. So a lot depends on the line and length they bowl. So it's hard to predict. But, you know, I think Australia should be able to get 300 plus. And if they do, I think they'll control the rest of the test match because I think the Australian attack and Nathan Lyon will be uh, hard to counter for this Pakistan batting lineup. Simon, we appreciate you taking the time to join us this morning on Summer Breakfast. Enjoy the day ahead. Hopefully there's not too many more pauses in play and you have to twiddle your thumbs for most of the afternoon. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Thank you to Simon Caddy.